Say maybe uh, start off with Knobcon while that's fresh in oh, our brain. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. yeah. Good old Knobcon. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Jack, off to the future. Jack so House. That was what the the fifth Knobcon I think mm. total, and the third. Yeah. For you and me, and the second. Second for, for you. Yeah. It was in a different hotel, that did not like loud noises. No. At that all. That was unfortunate. But, I, do, do you get the impression they just didn't know what they were getting into? That the hotel just was just not prepared for... Since we missed out on the first two, I don't know, but I heard from someone else that that was the original location. Oh. So huh. I would think they knew what they were getting into, but maybe not. I don't know. Because the, the, the music got cut off, and... The, the one new thing that I really liked about it, which was the uh, the bug-out room, got completely shut down yeah. throughout half of the day on Saturday. Yeah. Which was unfortunate and wasn't open at all at night, which uh, I guess if anyone who wasn't there it doesn't know what the hell the bug-out room was, it was where anyone could bring in their gear and set up and just jam uh, at any point throughout the day. But the hotel staff... Shut her down. I wonder if the uh, the hotel got a little confused because they may have been presented as like, oh, there's going to be a lot of manufacturers. And maybe they thought it was going to be drier than that. Like, you know, the sort of... Just uh, you know, have conferences and like yeah. talks in here all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Flipping real estate. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Which we should have just uh, skipped. Knobcon and just gone straight should to have. the flipper. Is that... <laughs> am I using, the, the, using the term right? Probably flipper? a better fiscal decision really? than spending hundreds of dollars on modules. That's... Fair enough, yeah. Although, but probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, the, I, I wonder if I was just randomly saying shit. Those people are probably crying, <laughs> crying in dumpsters right now. Everybody <laughs> that attended. <laughs> Trying to follow his advice. And just, <laughs> not, none of this is working. No. I don't think this was real. <laughs> there, was a, there was a financial services, like flipping houses, conferences, and NobCon, too. Next to NobCon. The, yeah, no, let's not be fair, part it was not it. part of NobCon. Yeah. <laughs> Although they seemed intrigued. Oh, really? By the room of noise next to them. Real. Trying to give a conference. We were saying, too, that there should be, like, a a way to swap modules or, like, a list. Yeah. Weren't we talking about that? Yeah. I don't remember that. Even just the idea of just having, like, an area of, like, especially using something like, like Muffs or Facebook or some other technology to just be like, I'm here. This is stuff I have. Um, come meet me here. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in trades. I'm interested in this. Um, I, I think that would have gone over really well because it did seem like there was a ton of people with like their setups, brought their stuff out, um, and even just you know, I know Greg was swapping things out right at the con. Uh, really take advantage of everyone just being like fired up for like, I want this. I want this. Oh, but I need this other module. And someone else is sitting in a hotel room three doors down. Wanting to get rid of that exact module, it's, right. a, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, the year before, I met a couple people up for some sales that I made on the muff board, and they were like, you know, are you going to Knobcon? I'm like, yeah. So they're like, well, I'll save you on shipping. I'll just meet you there, and that worked out cool. And yeah, it would, it would 
definitely makes sense to have like an area for people trading or selling yeah. just for that purpose but, but yeah, any, anything like a swap meet type of you know mm-hmm. would make sense in the future for sure outside the, the one room being totally off on its own and kind of difficult to get to uh, purely because I'm lazy and I don't want to walk um, it seemed like everything was laid out somewhat sensibly like it, there's a ton of stuff and it seems like it's getting bigger way bigger than it was last year yeah, I can't really gauge if it was bigger, but it definitely felt more spaced out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, was, it was definitely less claustrophobic. You didn't have to, like, elbow through people to get to a table to check out what you wanted to right. check out. Last year, it definitely felt cramped in, in the main room because they only had, you know, there was the one main room and then there was the quiet room, which yeah. not too many people utilized. Last year, this year, there was definitely more of that. Uh, yeah, but I totally agree that the idea of... Uh Something that's going later, even if we had to turn it down a little bit, um, I still think it would have been. There's a lot of people that obviously wanted mm-hmm. to hang out longer than that, and uh, yeah, you could make the argument like, oh, just stay in your room and use headphones and be quiet until whenever you want. But if they're going to have that conference room, like, they should let people sit there until whenever. Right. It's not like it was the rowdiest crowd. No, no, no. and it was. Uh, it's not like we needed, you know, full, uh, you know, a lot of attention. Just no. Leave, just leave the power on. We don't even need lights. There wasn't even lights yeah. on the ones that were there. <laughs> Those are some polite motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, the year before, they went, that was at least till 1 a.m., I felt, like in the main performance room. Yeah. And no complaints. Yeah. Didn't get shut down. It was no signs in the hallway. Yeah. yeah. Telling yeah. you to not make noise like it's a library. But, yeah. Now, was, uh, as far as stuff, stuff you saw, uh, I feel like there was a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of great stuff to, to actually check out, and it was like on display there. And this was like the first time, a lot of time for, for a lot of stuff, uh, being able to, you know, get our filthy paws on it. Carbon. Car- that is, uh, the, as far as like making notes for this, that was the first thing. The first thing, <laughs> carbon. Uh, that, that blew my mind. Yeah. It, it basically hits everything that I was looking for out of engine with, uh, you know, CV out of the gate, not having to be an add on. Right. Uh, and just the sort of like that that weirdly pleasant Kilpatrick style of like <laughs> grid uh, display and uh, looking more looking into it the second time I went back and was screwing around with it and the guy was uh, you know just giving me like a little oh check this out everything's just like one or two buttons away like you're it's not divey at all which I, I was a little worried that like because there was a tiny little things at the bottom mm-hmm. it's just like no those are just letting you know what's going on in the other scenes. yeah which is nice oh, I, I, yeah I was like this is this is really well thought out. And it looks like an Atari Lynx. Yes. <laughs> but not really. See, now, now I'm pissed that it doesn't. <laughs> now I'm believe it. That would be. Why aren't you an Atari Lynx? Or TurboGrafx Express. <laughs> Either or. Oh, shit. Now, now I've got to yank the guts out of a carbon and yeah. put it into put one, it of those. one of those. and ruin it. And ask for support. <laughs> Does this void my warranty? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get to have too much hands-on time with it. I just had the overview that the guy was doing. But uh, it, it seemed like the best of the two sequencer modules from Kilpatrick that I have had hands-on experience with. You know, it had some elements of the pattern generator, which was, like, one of my favorites. And they're just Kilpatrick sequencer. Um, some of the, like, generative functions of that seemed to be in the carbon, which was real nice. It's like a nice gel of the two together. And the USB host is, like, brilliant. Yeah. That's awesome. And the overview 
on the screen of yeah. everything's pretty nice. Yeah, that's a nice touch. What would be the next one, though? Probably Variegate? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also, I mean, the, sort of taking a step outside of the module there, that dude's presentation. Oh, yeah. Was, was amazing. Great. It was a super in-depth, super, like, you know, it was not the brochure level. And I think that uh, that also helped with, like, hey, this is a, you know, there's, there's a lot going on in this module. Um, and, I, and I walked up to him, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's gate sequencer. Like, mm. I, I, I wasn't super excited. I left fired up for it. Yeah, that yeah. was that was um, that was Ben Davis, yeah. the guy responsible for making it. So it was cool to see him, you know, explain his own yeah. creation there. I felt like a lot of people at Knobcon just had like a representative there, as yeah. opposed to like the person behind it. So it was cool to see him pointing out what he felt was the strong points, uh, and you know, give a passionate presentation of everything it was capable of. Um, yeah, it would definitely. Uh, it's on my to-buy list for sure. <laughs> I uh, really enjoyed the Variegate Four. This really like expands on it. I mean, it's not only just more tracks, but just more functionality overall. You, you get four additional sixteen-step tracks now of probabilistic gates, plus two CV tracks that you can assign to any of those tracks or have like free floating. I believe, like if you don't want it hard paired with a gate track it can just be its own thing so it's got all the randomized functions saving yeah i, I don't know it's hard to think of anything bad about it you know it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. for the cost and for the size like that's yeah. there's nothing like it really especially if you're not having a screen of any type really mm. like you can't do too much more without having some reference point like that so it seems like a nice mix even without a screen, too, yeah, it, it doesn't seem at all like menu diving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's a couple combos you got to do, you know, hold two things at once, but everything's laid out on the module panel itself, you know, saying what slider does what when you're holding yeah. like. Like, I kind of miss my Turing machine, and I think that would make me a lot less sad about it. Yeah, definitely. I, def I That is definitely the one thing, probably the top of my list, the thing I regret yeah. not getting rid of. I didn't realize just how much I was using it. Um, and now, but the, yeah, the Variegate actually would be a pretty, actually, I mean, it would be an amazing replacement for yeah, it. Yeah, totally, especially with the quantization yeah. on board and everything. It's pretty dope. How many times am I going to say dope? Uh, is there an ETA for the Variegate? Is it, like, soon? I think soon? this week. Oh, that's real soon. Yeah, I, I was talking to, to Ben on Facebook. He said he, I think, just got his uh, production um, version of it and the first batch is going out from Dark Place I think this week oh wow so. uh, for our listeners uh, what is actually today's date as we reference oh, things shit. like next October week October 1st there we go hey on the ball there Greg yeah. nicely done the first day of the month <laughs> I knew it was wake up wake yeah up. that's yeah <laughs> bone thugs immediately <laughs> didn't take long <laughs> dude <laughs> Yeah, there seems to be a lot of stuff dropping right now. Yeah. Like, early October. Mm -hmm. um, just got the new engine OS. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah. I just loaded it on before I came over here. Which is, like, ratcheting per step now, like, repeats per step, and, like, probability sequences and other, like, fixes to make it a lot easier to use. Mm -hmm. Don't have to delete every pattern, like, manually now if you want to clear stuff. So, yeah, and it fixes the CV bug thing that I ran into, so I gotta check that out. 
How easy is it to is it to update? Is it? Uh, yeah, it's USB cable oh, and nice. like the it just uses the Teensy app. So you just load the hex file and once it connects, it just uploads it. Is that a keeper for you? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like they'll be straight up. Like it's it's really good, and I like where he's going with it. Um, I don't know. I remember it's kind of on defense. Was one of yeah. Stuff I thought the sure. carbon was like yeah. I thought the carbon was going to get me there for a second. <laughs> I did almost get a used one, but I was like, uh, I kind of, I don't want to learn anything new right now. Is you know, that's not a good reason, but right. I just don't want to. Do you have the uh, the CV expansion for the engine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's I found that bug in it, so yeah. that's supposedly that's fixed right. now. <laughs> even though I deleted that pattern and like I don't, I can't even recreate it anymore. So, so you're, you're not able to actually test. I guess I could. It was like the lowest note possible. That was out of the range of like below a C zero because you can do that with the transpose do like a C zero, but then transpose it down. I think you can do that. And that like crashed it because it didn't know how to handle that range. Does it just drop it to C zero or does it actually go? I think now it would probably just, I would hope it would just drop it to C zero or something. But yeah, it's awesome. But, uh, I don't know. I'm fickle with sequencers (laughs) and, uh, the MIDI box is kind of just ruling that whole area for me right now. But it has like eight CV gate pairs, so that's kind of hard to be mad at too. Because the MIDI box, I have to go through my Kilpatrick MIDI converter, which is sweet, but not eight MIDI to CV, eight pairs of MIDI CV gate. Also, the MIDI box, MIDI box is enormous. That is definitely mm-hmm. for home. Yeah, well, I, I, if I would do like a techno live thing, I would probably bring it out because I do all the work like in there yeah, for yeah. the sequences and that. But yeah, I don't. It scares me to bring it out too. It's definitely very DIY, but it's it's robust. Like it it will, it'll hold up to it. But I don't know. It's like it's DIY, you know, which is kind of why I have the engine too, just like as a backup. But that's really paranoid. But I just want to be able to work if it fucks up, which right. did happen with one release. But then the next release, he fixed everything that was like corrupting my files. So I don't I saw, know. I saw the uh, so for our listeners. Uh, Nick is playing on, is it Wednesday? Oh yeah, Wednesday, this Wednesday at the Pittsburgh Modular thing. Um, the 5th. The 5th. Yeah. I don't actually know if this is even to be out by then, but if it is. If it is. Someone should check it out. Jump uh, through I, the internet and go to Pittsburgh. Exactly, yeah. And if you're also, also our listeners, this is being recorded in Pittsburgh, which I don't even know. We haven't established anything. Yeah. Like, there's no baseline for, that later. <laughs> uh, for what we're doing, who we are, where we're at. Time and place. We don't really know ourselves. No, I didn't know what date it was. So. Yeah, it's like um, a flash mob podcast. <laughs> Surprise! We're podcasting, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I noticed that the engine wasn't on your your setup. No, what? I thought it was going to be at first, yeah. and then I don't know. I didn't want to bring like a terrible amount of things, and honestly, I've never used it live, and I've never used it with the lights off. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um. There's a lot of shit on there. It's very menu divey. Um, you have to know what you're doing, kind of. Mm-hmm. And the Octatrack, the MIDI stuff that I'm doing for to sequence the modular like that, I can I could be pretty drunk and still use that. Not that I'm going to be drunk at the show, but I know how to use it. But you will be drunk at the show. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. No, I hope not. I will. Yes, be. I will be. And I, I decided to, unlike previous sets, that I would come up with a setup and then I would stop fucking with that setup because I only had a week to do something yeah. to so I wanted to change it really badly this morning that's, and I didn't let yeah, myself it's a bad habit I get it's into. a terrible habit uh, terrible don't do what I do we'll do it live 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This will be live. I'm trying to do like, I'm trying to set up kits on things that I can play. Mm. I have like a little bit of fallback, but I really kind of want to just like, oh, I'm actually going to play this stuff mm -hmm. and not really try to play some shit that I made with it. You mean on the octa? Yeah. On the octa, the rhythm and like the modular, okay. like the modular, I'll kind of switch sequences and then like braids patches and then the basimilis iteritas alter will be like doing drum stuff simultaneously going into the oct track and i'll just kind of play with that and that seems to be working out so far in practice like this is all based on what the practices have been like uh speaking of speaking of that drum module which again was something you fucking amazing yeah uh, uh another knobcon sort of uh, yeah. discovery oh yeah full like drum synth in a module with envelopes crazy variations sequencing the modes now is like ridiculous from a sound design and like making a track perspective like fucking amazing yeah because i think you kind of get like a drum module and you know right away like yeah. you're gonna you see the expiration date for that module <laughs> yes. when you get it you're like yeah i'm gonna use this but it it's either gonna hit forever or it's gonna get really annoying at some point and right. i'm gonna sell it yeah but that thing i doubt i doubt i'll run out of steam with that yeah. it just seems Especially everything has CV input, so it's like fucking. Yeah, you can like, just yeah, you can get endless just triggering the thing, but yeah, then you start to throw CV at everything. It's right, like, it's like endless here. endless sweet spots. Yeah, right, which yeah. is not common for most drum no. modules. <laughs> most of them, you find like your one spot, maybe a couple more, and you think to yourself, okay, I could probably just sample this and be done with it. Right. This thing, it, it definitely begs to be like used with control voltages in real time you know yeah. Just yeah it's i think really well thought out like i owned the original for a while and it, it had its moments yeah. you know but like this just takes it to a whole nother level being able to cv the modes and the range yeah and the fact that he added you know a new mode in there i can't, I can't remember offhand what that is it's oh the Liquid skin and right. liquid metal. Mode. Liquid's the new one. And also the alto mode, which is great oh, for like yeah. the kick range. So you can do bass, kick, and then like just all out high end screechiness with this thing. Yeah. It's an evil bass machine for sure. I yeah. mean, can you get like other uh, type of percussions? Can you make a nice snare? Can you make a nice absolutely? Like, mm -hmm. is it yeah. so actually just having a rack of five of five or six of yep. those yeah. would be. Because the thing, like, if you don't, when you get it, if you don't turn up the decay, you'll think, like, why is that fucking noise playing all the time? Because it's, it's that noise is blended in there unless you turn the attack up. Sorry, the attack. Um, and then it kind of goes away and you just hear the oscillator sound. But if you turn that attack down and that's layering that noise on top of it, that's also kind of tracking the pitch. I yeah. think that's how it's working. Yeah, going clockwise from 0 to 12 you're doing a type of noise blend on the attack knob, and then everything after 12. Exactly. It's like real attack on the uh, oscillators, and the even the the morph is yeah. is thought out well. Like it, it'll take you from sine through all the other wave shapes, and then if you go all the way clockwise, you're back to sine. So if you're hitting that with CV, you get smooth blending yeah. all the way through. Mm -hmm. It's pretty well well thought out. Yeah, yeah. Because even in I think in the different modes, it changes what it morphs through like which waveforms because the spread I think kind of moves it like it's one to six oscillators and he kind of 
it's all modal. So mm -hmm. like a bunch of different things change when you change like morph depending upon the mode. Like it's all kind of tweaked and tuned. I kind of like, I hope more people go in that way yeah. where it's like modal stuff that kind of does a lot of things behind the scenes because a lot of the analog stuff is kind of done. This, this is the shit you want out of a digital module. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Like if you're going to bother to go that route, go this route. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't really want a digital Moog filter emulation. Exactly. That would not be very interesting in any way to me. Yeah, he, he does a great job with the manual, too. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. very well written. Goes, you know, talks about the inspiration behind it and all that, which uh, it's, it's cool to get, you know, the manufacturer's take on what the hell's going on behind it. Same with the uh, the, the Locaric or Localic. Yeah, yeah, we all yeah. ended up coming out of there with a, a noise engineering module. Yeah. We yeah. each got one of the, the alters, and you got the, uh, however the hell you pronounce it. Carrick something. Or yeah, other. I forget that. But the manual for that is, uh, it's astounding. I mean, it has, like, the actual, like, math, like, the, the, the sigmas and the calculus for uh, each of the different modes. Oh, uh, wow. I, I mean, and, yeah, they also included references to uh, the research uh, papers that they were looking at, the white papers, yeah. or the books huh. that they were reading. I was like, this is... I don't know. I've, I've yeah, so I, far been nothing but impressed with noise engineering. Yeah, I agreed. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about there, but I appreciated that it was in there. I was like, okay. No, and he, he's even gone uh, in interviews saying, like, you know, he was really inspired by uh, Autechre and mm -hmm. early industrial and things like that. And I think it really shows in yeah. the stuff that he's putting out right now. It's Most of it is digital, and it, it's it's the good side of digital, you know. Totally agreed, yeah. There's one that like one surgeon record that came out. There's a track that starts with A. So every time I plug my iPod in or phone into the car, iPod into the car, it like plays the first alphabetical track no matter what, because fucking Apple, right? And uh it's always like this kick drum sound that I know now after I got that module, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's the fucking Basimilis. Like no question that <laughs> kick drum was made from that thing. Like the way it aliases and the way he shifts the alias frequencies depending upon the mode stuff to like so you can hear it so it's not just always in the high range like aliasing that was fucking brilliant yeah my first run with it when i owned the version one not the altar i mainly got it for that that type of like metallic you know mm -hmm. percussion fm wave folding nastiness and it, it i got it did that well but i kind of got bored with it and i ended up selling it and like this version can do that and you know be a great kick or be great synth yeah. all in one so yeah i think you really took it to the next level and uh makes me want to own more than one at some point yeah so he's got like another one in the works like another modal digital oh. type thing that like i guess he just moved his facility or whatever to some other place he's got a lot of logic yeah based things going on mm -hmm. two modules i think were inspired by Aaron of venetian snares um, both, I think, gate modules, gate generators, mm -hmm. uh, logic, rhythmic generators, I guess you could call them. Uh, didn't get a chance to play with any of those at KnobCon, but it's the type of thing that I would really like to get some hands on, you know, just yeah. to wrap my head yeah. around what they actually do first. But He named one after Derek, too. Like the yeah. yeah, that's the, the manual one. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You punch everything in, finger-triggered gates. They weren't actually at KnobCon, right? I mean, there were just no. a couple of people that had the yeah. modules, but there was no presence. Right. No. Which was unfortunate. It, it really I would have loved to have played with a whole rack of noise engineering stuff. Oh, I would actually... interview. Yeah. yeah. Also, I just want to get drunk. 
and just <laughs> yeah. hang out and just that seems like a really good time talk about idm and industrial so what's next what's next in the queue do you still want to talk there's, about knobcon things yeah i think there's a lot we could i think so talk on. i mean there's uh, we barely really touch a scratch the surface on knobcon yeah knobcon knobcon uh, oh, i mean i guess the other thing is like what's um we're talking about some of the highlights like it's only fair to talk about some of the the negatives? Yeah. What was uh, what was something that maybe was disappointing or surprising? Uh, I don't want to hate too much, but but um, I, I it would be cool to see musical acts that were more like working a modular type thing. Yeah. I didn't get to see that as much. You're talking about the Saturday night. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the yeah. Saturday night acts. Yeah. I did not see Friday night acts. So full maybe disclosure. I missed out. Yeah. Full disclosure. None of us went to the banquet. Is that what it is? No. We're not banquet attendees. I don't think they have a vegetarian dish. That's that's, that's my one. like a yeah. surface excuse, but I don't like to go to things like that. Yeah. It's yeah. It's kind of pricey, especially if there's nothing on the menu for you, in my opinion. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that one's good. Burning River, yeah, yeah, I've had this before. It's Great Lakes, fantastic brewery, love. Yeah, I think that was one of my top complaints, though. Nosferatu, the beer. I don't oh. think so. Is I'm it good? I'm totally interrupting you just so I can ask Nick if he had a beer. I don't think I had that beer. It's you should check it out. It's really good. Okay, Greg, what were you saying? No, I was just gonna say like the banquet. This is that was. You know, the third time I've been there and the third time I had opted out of the banquet just because mm -hmm. it's expensive and there's only like one special guest that mm -hmm. while I have respect for was not really in the feeling spending like $50 to hear speak, yeah. you know, like uh, that, that kind of ties in with my other complaints. There's a lot of focus there on, you know, Moog yeah. and, and uh, I guess you, if you want to call it East Coast you know, synthesis. And I, I would like to see just as much focus, um, you know, on more experimental talk, you know, speakers. Yeah. Um, and just maybe live acts, you know, it doesn't have to be performances, but anything that is related to things on, you know, the other side of the scale. Um, like one of the guests I would have loved to have seen would have been, uh, What's his name? Mick, Nick Gordon, the guy who just did the the Doom soundtrack. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like he he's going crazy with. Yeah. He he's, you know, he's been posting videos on YouTube, that are like, not necessarily music videos or anything to the soundtrack of Doom, but just him going crazy in the studio. You know, huh. lots of modular gear, lots of even vintage gear. He has a Polyvox in there shit ton of pedals you know what I mean like everything that has a tube in it whether it's a pedal or a module he seems to have it would have been really cool to hear someone like that you know just speak about their creative process you know it's a very mixed crowd there you yeah, know what I mean yeah. there's a lot of people there who are obviously like you know old school you know and there's a lot of people there who are showing up wearing you know skinny puppy shirts right. and yeah. shit like that and it's like so skinny you, Pablo and skinny, skinny Pablo, Pablo. You know, <laughs> too dark taco <laughs> so you know you gotta I think Knobcon is finding itself in a unique position now yeah. because there's nothing else like it you know that is that accessible it's, it's in the yeah. middle of the country yeah. a lot of people are coming from all over you know like ourselves you know we drove eight hours to get there you know right. and 
it's not industry centric. It's not right. Yeah, that it, is it's not Nam. Yeah, props to it for that. Yes. Yeah. Although it did seem like a little heavier with that this time. You know, what I mean, like yeah. it was more manufacturer friendly, which is cool. But you know, but know. without giving, without sacrificing something. Right. Like it was still, you know, we could still go get a ton out of it. Yeah. It seemed like it was a cool, like it is a cool, yeah, wide spectrum. Exactly. I feel like the crowd is, you know, a wide spectrum, but the event itself kind of isn't catering to that. And I feel mm-hmm. like it, sh- it, sh- it can. can be now. Yeah. It's gotten to the size and scale that it can definitely do both. You know, yeah. mix old school with new school presentations and performances. And, uh, you know, I don't think anyone's going to feel slighted if they do. It's, there's enough people there from both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, like, that plays to, like, go later. Like, do things until 2 in the morning. Yeah, sure. Because, like, yeah. Yeah, be... again, there's people coming from all over. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, you're in the middle of an industrial park. It, it hits 9 o'clock. What are you going to do? Right. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, now you just have a bunch of drunken nerds stuck in a hotel bar. <laughs> yeah. you got to have something to do. It makes me know? feel like I'm in the suburbs again. Like, I'm going to do something bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just want to start breaking shit. You know? Just go throw rocks at cars or something. Props to a modular addict for yeah, having yeah, that yeah. DIY setup where you could buy stuff. Like, yeah. kits being able to be purchased, that was good. It's Yeah. Synth it's cube. Yeah. It's quite the tease to, to buy new gear and then not be able to play mm-hmm. with it yeah. until you get home, you know, three days later. Like, you have a room where people can just go and jam out with their new toys, you know, yeah. whatever. Or whatever setup they brought. I think that was a good concept. It just wasn't uh, executed well enough. Yeah. 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 Great. So speaking of the DIY room and the the sort of like builder setup they had. Oh yeah, Nick, that was awesome. Yeah, you had a- yeah. No, um, I built the Mankey DPLPG dual passive low pass gate, and uh, that was awesome. Cool thing was seeing some dad like teach a seven year old daughter to like oh solder a module. And that's, that's like awesome. that's that's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, more of that like the DIY thing was totally cool. Um, I just ended up talking to a bunch of people while I was making the module. They fucked up your kit, so yeah, you couldn't get there. But they were totally cool about it too. Like that yeah. module addict dude was props to him. His uh, his refund to me, the note for it just said, "I'm a dick." <laughs> I was like, dude, that 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 was nice. Well, he oversold it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah. the, the DIY was room was so popular that yeah. they actually mm-hmm. oversold their kits, and we were like cool. half hour, forty minutes late. So I mean, yeah, it was a good yeah we totally just, were. Just didn't think we were coming. Yeah, especially the DIY thing. It's like a crazy sweet spot that many people yeah. don't know now. Especially now with like even five years ago, there weren't as many. There were a fraction of the amount of kits yeah. you could get for everything. Yeah. Like, and even the kits that through whole clouds. Like, I didn't. I was laughing. Like, oh, that THC module. Ha ha. Well, it's like through whole clouds module. That's like half the cost, and yeah. it's like that's fucking awesome. And also, I mean, they are making kits, not full kits, so you don't have to necessarily source them yeah. like you used to. A lot of it seemed geared to like introductory. Yeah. Not only DIY, but yeah. modular in general. Yes. And there were people there who didn't even have a module right yet you know like the one guy that was talking to us outside the room said like you know he he just stumbled upon knobcon in an advertisement you know it's not something that he was like planning to come to and he read that they had like diy stuff and he hadn't picked up a soldering iron in like a decade and he said (laughs) fuck it and he came and he soldered some shit you know it's like that's that's pretty cool that's amazing yeah yeah Yeah. because it's not that hard at the end of the day you can no. build an Ikea piece of Ikea furniture, <laughs> you can solder something too. Yes. And it's it's not that hard. No, but it but it has a reputation of being mm-hmm. this very difficult thing. It's very like uh, error prone thing and 
No, but yeah, it, I, I find it completely relaxing now, oh, except yeah. when I fuck up. But uh, okay, so we've touched on some of the stuff we didn't like about KnobCon overall. We've mm-hmm. talked about the DIY room. Uh, let's talk about some of the reveals, I guess, that we encountered oh. there because we haven't oh, touched yeah. upon that. And there was a lot, there were, and there were some yeah. big name ones. I mean, I, I, yeah, like the. I mean, for me, the the, the two big ones was the uh, the Matrix Brute. Yes, the Matrix and Brute. the uh, the nine hundred nine. And the and nine. Oh yeah, yeah. Those, those are the those were the two stuff. big things that I was like. Well, it wasn't Far. just the nine hundred nine. Like yeah. the vocoder VPO three. Yeah, the, they had the TB03. vocoder. Yeah, the TB, yeah, the three hundred three and the nine hundred nine. Like all it, at once. But as a Gabber enthusiast, the nine hundred nine most important. That was the most yes, important thing. Nine hundred nine, just one time. The, the Gabber kick, oh. original. Oh, yeah. The Matrix. Uh, I was glad that we were there early to get uh, like a quiet. Yeah. One on one or one on three. There's some uh, brilliant, brilliant things about it. The it mod was, Matrix, very smart. It's enormous in real life. Yeah, it's huge. It is. I that was a, sort of the first. Like my first impression was. This is way bigger than I thought it was going to be. I knew mm-hmm. it was going to be a big thing, but this is... It gave me anxiety a little. Yes, yes. It's like, no, like I, I like don't want to own shit like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to, I don't know. Restructure your whole studio around yeah. this exactly. beast of a machine. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was impressive sound-wise and just functionality, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like exactly. I, totally. Everything worked that the guy was showing us. It worked well. Um, it everything's up front you know what i mean yes. like yeah i like that there's no menu you got the giant matrix for everything and you can save that yeah which is interesting yeah um desktop version though oh definitely they should, they should make a desktop version or i'm I mean, still waiting for a desktop mini brute yeah yeah i would yeah. love to have a desktop Seriously. version of that without having to chop one up there you know? some of us don't give a shit about keys yeah or have a keyboard there's something that lets us put notes in yeah well, I guess the new, the, what was it? The, the SE version of the Mini Brute kind of oh, yeah. had that, but it still required use of the keyboard. Right, right. right. It replaced the arpeggiator. Um, yeah, I never understood the logic behind the Mini Brute. You know what I mean? I thought the, I thought the micro, or I'm sorry, the micro Brute, I never understood. The Mini right. Brute, I thought was pretty good. And they released the second edition, which just had like the sequencer yeah. and different colors. And then they released the, the the micro, which had some different functions, but it was just smaller. I'm like, why why go that route? Yeah, and they combined I, the, the envelope and the VCA sliders it, it, too. Yeah, or they had them separate on the mini brute, and that would seem to be like better. I mean, it's not like the the mini was big to begin with. Right, you know? it's, it's like a keyboard. Just release a mini brute version two with yeah. these new features, and mm. don't shrink the keyboard to you know tiny finger size. <laughs> And just have it be like a desktop version and a version with the keys. You know, if people really wanted a compact version, then yeah, just don't offer it with keys. You know, right. I, yeah, I don't exactly. know. It's another KnobCon feedback is like, don't make shit too small. Uh, I love the 909. Right. I loved um, it. You like the little knobs? I hated the little knobs. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I thought so close just, together. Oh, these 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 sausages I call fingers are just <laughs> this is this is terrible. This is this is so adorable. This is such yeah, a like, it's like so a, cute. It is so, like as a as a as an artifact as a physical product. It is a very well designed. A, I can't use it. I will never be able to use that thing. It yeah. is just all yeah. of those tiny tiny little you're, knobs you're, and you're buttons. You're pinching little Total things. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you don't feel like you're shifting gears and turning yes. knobs you just feel like you're pinching this little thing like beep you know i, yeah. I don't know not a fan 
either. Uh, well, yeah, that was a, that was a, that was my first sort of disappointment. I can see that being acceptable for someone who's like coming strictly from software. Yeah, you know, and they're oh, like, yeah. oh, I got these tiny knobs now. This is cool, you know. But someone who comes from like modular. You know what I mean? Where you're used to turning knobs, plugging things in, mm-hmm. having, you know, tactile feedback with your gear. Like, the, the tiny little knobs just don't really cut it, you know? No. Or, and me, for me, the uh, the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Modular Filter with that giant cutoff <laughs> knob in the middle there, it, it it's kind of seemed like a gimmick when I first got it. Like, uh, But now I, I really do appreciate the fact that that thing is, you can really dial in. Because the TR8 is a green and black monstrosity 909 with 808 and 606 and 707. Which, yeah, which is confusing. Like, mm-hmm. when I, it's, that was the first question I had looking at the, the TR9 was, why isn't this like the, you know, that? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. that thing's big. Yeah. It's colorful. It's, you know, I don't know, meant to appeal to DJs, and mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. But even with the whole disco light thing going on, you at least got some big buttons, some yeah. big knobs, some sliders. Yeah. It feels like a machine. It doesn't feel like a little toy. Exactly. You know? It's visually very trying to me at times, but I could throw it down the stairs <laughs> and be drunk and still be holding on to it, like using it in a set. Because it's like it's meant to be like beat on. Yeah. I like that. But to, I mean, to be fair, that the, the, the Tiny 909 is a metal case. It is built like a little tank. I mean, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's solid. It's, yeah. It's, it's a solid. It's a solid construction. And all of the stuff that they've been doing the last couple of years, I do. Like you said, you can throw this down the stairs, pick it back up. Um, but do sweating. they make it for like a human to use it? Yes. No, it should be playable first yes, and exactly. foremost. Yeah. Like outside of it looking awesome in Illustrator when you're done with the like right. layout, playable and able to use in a performance yes. without a pair of tweezers yes. to turn the goddamn <laughs> yeah. knobs. The, the sound was good too. Yeah, I, you know, tiny knobs good. aside, it sounded good, but it offered nothing new. That's. That was my original. It does have compression, like per voice Did or something. It? It's like hidden in there. I missed that. It has, because okay. um, the the TB3 has reverb too, but it's like hidden in it. But it also has that overdrive and the delay yeah. on the panel, on the which panel. is cool. And I'm like, why the fuck isn't this on right. the 909? Because yeah. like, this is the scary part is it's like a pretty visual thing that seems like it's meant to be hooked up over USB. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And you get the individual outs there. And is it going to be like the future of like having the iconic like thing that's hooked up with a digital connection is maybe not the best one. It's not as exciting. No. Because once, you, once you've hooked it back up to your computer, well, at that point, just go get any of the other 909 emulations that are yeah, available on software. It's an artifact. It's, yeah, I walked away a little disappointed. You know, mm-hmm. Like a couple yeah, years way. ago, I would have been, you know excited as shit yeah. to hear about a new, you know, 909 that yeah. was, you know, I don't know, close to the original. I mean, even when I first heard about this, I was still pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I ended up playing with the TR-8 more, the thing I already have, because it's just like, oh, it's more playable. Yeah. Mm. And then the more to do is just, yeah. 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 Even the TB3, I like the most. I'm always in the alternate waveforms, not the, like, 303 ones. Because even a few years ago, I was like, what do I really have to say with the 303? Yeah. And I do like it's cool. I like it, but it's not like super exciting. Yeah. If I had a real three hundred three, I'd sell it <laughs> <laughs> and get a TV three and something else. And something money. else, yeah. yeah, yeah, or an Avalon or something. Yeah, or an Avalon, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Something like that. Or there was no, there was no Avalon at Nopcon, right? Um, there was. Was it out on a table? Because I didn't see towards it. Towards the Dude. end. 
somebody had one, but we didn't get a chance to play with it. <sighs> That's disappointing. I would really, I really I think, want to check yeah, it out. It looks awesome. Or no, somebody, they were selling it at, at Foxtone. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, someone bought one. Yeah. We saw it, like, yeah, in we the saw box. Them carrying it around. Oh, yeah. right, right. But yeah, I didn't, I don't think there were any on the table to play with anywhere. Aside from the Matrix Brute, there was also the Behringer yes. DeepMind. DeepMind. That, that had, a, for better or worse, a line in front of it yeah. the entire weekend. I, I mean, don't obviously think people, any of us got near it, actually. You know, I heard a bunch of it. <laughs> uh, like, I would stand there in line, listen to, like, you know, someone, like, toy around with it and got, like, over, like, you heard the, um, the, the, the person who was manning the booth or running the booth, uh, like, talking about it, but there was no... There wasn't anything that was surprising. Yeah. Um, uh, it sounded it, like a polysynth. It, it did. It, it sounded yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, that, that was like nothing was astounding. Nothing was blowing my mind. Uh, but it didn't sound like shit. Right. It's like no, oh, that's yeah. it. That's that what was, it said. Tiny too, kind of. Like yeah. Really yeah. shallow. Um, they'll probably sell quite a few of them. It is Behringer. They make crap <laughs> like is, <laughs> like is this are you buying something that's just going to be a problem is is no matter how like if even if it sounded amazing how much is that like ooh, ooh that's behringer yeah i don't want to get they've got a history to get over yeah but that that midas mixer that i have that they made is fucking amazing oh really yeah and it, so it, far <laughs> year year and some change in on the road too i mean you've taken out no it's huge it'll never leave that rack right that's yeah. in my room but in any case, I mean, it, it sounded fine. I wasn't blown away, uh, but I wasn't disappointed either. Yeah, I think the, the Matrix Brute kind of, as yeah. far as big synths go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. stole the show. Yeah, definitely. Was, it was located directly across from it, so that had my attention more. One theme from this year's KnobCon, too, was like tiny little screens. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely Eurorack, tiny little screens. More, yeah. More of that. I feel like technology has finally reached a point where it's, you know, feasible yeah, to yeah, implement yeah. tiny little screens. The new TNT being yeah. ridiculously powerful, yes. the new, like, super cheap ARM processors. That seems like it's going to keep innovation going and making things cheaper, too, which yes. is awesome. Uh, cheaper and also, I mean, cool, you got X and Y. In a couple of months, Z is going to come out. And, mm-hmm. and to have this, have this, have this thing, that, and, and you're, not, you're not starting from scratch. You're not getting something new. You're not, you know, you can take advantage of all of the things you've learned you spent all this time with a, with a piece of gear and someone's adding new shit to it, you can now take advantage of that. Um, and yeah. you're like you're moving in, in lockstep with someone else who's making the platform more interesting. Yeah, like Neutron Sound Orgone, yes. perfect example. Yes, yes. You know, We could do a whole episode on that module, which exactly. I still find new things on. Like two nights ago, I was like, damn it. Things are uh, amazing. And even the Neutron's a good example too because the latest version, I tried it out and I didn't like it and I went back. And I'm like, okay, cool, that's not... That's not where I want to go. I still have that choice. Mm-hmm. I can be like, this is this is this is the spot that I think is that you nailed it. Um, See, I used to be. Now I'm all in the latest version. I'm like, oh, I okay. get it now, and I like the like. But yeah, it was the same way. It's nice that you can just pull on that, you know, pull on the Git repo. Yeah, and like, yeah. It's, it's I mean, new capabilities for a module. Exactly. It's a GitHub. There's a GitHub desk yeah. uh, repo, uh, repo for it. Uh, that's I'm I'm a huge fan of that. I'm a, um, yeah, same here. Like all my mutable stuff, pretty much, I'm running the alternative firmwares on. Yeah, oh, you got the parasite? Yeah. Except for braids. Yeah. yeah. I think there's an alternate for braids, right? Yes. I'm not running that. I tried it 
wasn't too into it. Went back to the factory. Mm-hmm. Um, what didn't you like about it? It was a minute ago. Uh, I think it's just because I use braids so much that I kind of know everything secondhand. Mm-hmm. And loading on some firmware that switched that up, even if it added some functionality, was throwing me off my game. Yeah, and I right, just didn't yeah. feel like adapting to it. Yeah, like yeah. I, I feel like braids as it is factory, it's pretty solid. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, just it's, I utilize every mode within that thing. You you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. All the you can get it lo-fi, the the drift mode, the what is it, the macro mode, you know, all that shit. Like, I can just, I can navigate that module with my eyes closed pretty much. Right, so, right. switching it up wasn't, wasn't really worth it to me. But uh, for everything else, like my clouds and all that stuff, yeah, I definitely want parasites on there. Like and I'm, the, I'm not at the latest parasite on my clouds because I don't either, want to recalibrate no. it. Right. It seemed like I wasn't super into the new features on the surface yet. Indeed. Yeah, I... I, I read them, I'm like, okay, that's cool, but um, I'm pretty solid with where it's at right now. Yeah, with the, same. With, I think it's 1.8 yeah. Parasite. I, I think, think so. On. Yeah. And sort of the opposite of that is, I know, like, the, the audio damage sequencer, mm. sort of the opposite side of that is, there was a lot of promise, there was a lot of cool stuff that could come out of it, and then it didn't. So, out of the box, it was okay mm-hmm. and the idea was like this is going to be something that's going to be sure worked on it's going to be evolving and all this and and when it didn't it it doesn't work necessarily as a platform it doesn't it isn't that thing that you're going to follow and you're going to you know keep keep up with like the developments and sure and you're going to have input like hey it'd be cool if you can do the x y and z or you can do this um and for I'd sequencer one it, it didn't reach my expectations mm-hmm. of it that's for sure i mean Communication with the auto damage people on Muff Wiggler at first was pretty good. Like they were asking everybody what features they wanted. Um, I know I remember I found a couple th- bugs. A lot of other people found you know some small bugs, posted it on the forums, and they like patched it within you know weeks. Came out with a new firmware, okay. and that was cool. They were they were fixing things and adding in small things that people were asking for at first. But there was still a lot of things that people, uh, I think, felt like was promised. The sequencer one that never came about. Right. Um, a lot of that was mostly the generative stuff. Um, I mean, you can do some generative things with it, but the way it was being discussed, it was like, yes, we're going to go this route, and it'll be soon. And then, like, you know, weeks turned into months, months turned into a year, and it just kind of like, you know, the updates were getting fewer and fewer farther between yeah, yeah and uh still didn't see the level of stuff that i think we all expected from that yeah, you know yeah. and i don't know personally i i tr- sold mine you know what i mean right, eventually yeah. i went with the the stilson hammer mark ii instead but uh i felt like right out of the bat right out of the gate rather that kind of had more more promise and more promise yeah. yeah yeah but i mean like uh and i i, I never had that but for me, the ZDSP from TipTop was early on when I first got it. It had incredible promise, and then there was this huge gap, where oh yeah, there was nothing really came out. And now there's now a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. so it's finally delivering on that promise. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of that is also not necessarily coming from TipTop. Right. I wonder if Audio Damage would benefit from uh, opening that up, going like, hey, we can only do so much. Other people that are fired up to do this probably never happen. Yeah, because their yeah. their code is their code. Like right. they, 
I, I think they use the same, you know, platform, I should say, across all their effects yeah. units. And, like, a lot of that is ported code from their VSTs. Right. Their yeah. software. Yeah. And, like, you know, that's that's their bread and butter right, right there. But, like, Sean Costello from Valhalla, that's his bread and... VSTs were his bread and butter. Sure. And then he moved those to, uh, to, uh, to ZDSP. Like, the LXR drum machine, they're, yeah. like, yeah. different forks of that whole thing that do yeah. different stuff. I've never even played with some of them that do, like, different gen- generative stuff. But uh, on the whole, some of those features that other people made made it into the main trunk. Sometimes the best ideas are the simplest. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Like but- ending this podcast. <laughs>